So Pastor Steve has been doing a favor just announcing how many shopping days are left, and I wanted to do the same again today. Uh, seven days left, and, and for some of you, you kind of tune that out anyway because all you need is one day, and that's Christmas Eve because that's the day you go shopping. Who are you? I just want to know who does that. Um, me too, yeah. Although it's kind of tough in my line of work because I'm kind of busy on that day, so it doesn't leave a lot of time. But anticipation, it is around us. And, and for some people, it's an exciting time. For others, it is an expectation time of expecting the worst. You know, we've spent the last few weeks here thinking about what are the, just the, the thoughts of Advent from expectation and preparation last week, validation, and today we turn to anticipation of what it's really, truly all about. I'll give an example of what it's not about. I know of a, a couple... They were out shopping together, uh, really busy time of year as Christmas can be, finding a parking spot, people running everywhere, frantically trying to find the best deals. And there they were at uh, an outdoor mall, people everywhere. They're walking along, getting shopping done. And she steps into the department store with him and, and through the crowds, she loses him. She can't find him, her husband. And uh, kind of calling out his name, doesn't see him in the crowd. so. Finally, thank you for uh, technology. She calls him up on his cell phone and says, Honey, honey, where'd you go? I, I lost you in the crowd. He says, Oh, I, I'm sorry, honey. I probably should have told you I was kind of trying to keep a secret here. She's like, Oh, okay, I understand. He's like, Yeah, you remember 10 years ago when we were shopping in this mall and we stopped in that jewelry store? She's like, Yeah, I remember that day. He's like, Yeah, I was just thinking about that. Remember how we were looking at that beautiful diamond necklace? And you tried it on, and remember how I told you, if only I could afford this, I would buy it for you. She's like, I totally remember. He's like, yeah, I was just thinking about that. And uh, she's like, oh, honey, I, I love you so much. And, and that's when her husband replied, yeah, I, yeah I, I love you too, honey. But just so you know, I'm in the golf shop right next to that jewelry store. <laughs> yeah, anticipation, right? Some of you uh, know this, this coming Wednesday. Uh, is known as the winter solstice, right? It is known as the shortest day in the year. And, and I often find that kind of ironic because just a few late days later is what is known as the longest day of the year. The day where you spend the entire day with your entire family. That's meant to be kind of funny. And if you don't think it's funny at all, well, God bless you, you're blessed with an amazing family. But for a lot of people, the anticipation of spending that time with loved ones is, is already causing just a lot of angst. And the anticipation of, you know, what is Uncle Bob going to bring up this year? And, and what kind of fight are Aunt Sally and, and Cousin Joey going to get into this year over politics and this year of all years? Or who's not going to show up this year? Or who can't show up because they're not here anymore? Anticipation can take a lot of different forms. And, and whatever your anticipation is these days, I want to encourage you in that. Because if our anticipation is based on things, and the stuff, and the feelings, and the emotions, could it be that our meditation is misplaced? You know that song? I've been hearing it, and 
Finally, one of my friends wrote about it on Facebook, and I was thinking about it. Remember, the song goes like this. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart, and the very next day, you, you gave it away. So this Christmas, to save me from tears, so my, my friend wrote on Facebook a little rant. He's like, if I hear that song one more time, he's like, whoever you are that you gave your heart away on Christmas and it was taken away the next day, maybe you should have been a little more choosy in who you gave your heart to. And unless it's your heart that's been broken. And you know it. Anticipation of memories and emotions. And, you know, Christmas and season of Advent isn't a good season for a lot of people. And I've been reminded of that from a lot of different people, just saying, this is not a good time of year for me. It's time filled with grief, it's a time filled with pain, it's a time filled with emotions, and, and that focus on expecting things, anticipating things, to not be what we hope them to be. You know, to that, we have something to say today. Because I'll say it again, could it be that we're meditating on the wrong thing. When our God comes among us to get our focus, and rather than hurrying up to go to those ugly places and those horrible thoughts and, and overwhelming feelings, or maybe the filling our lives with just trying to pretend everything's great and cover it with silver and gold decorations, right? Just like the song goes. Could it be our God would invite us to a different place. And so Isaiah writes that the virgin will conceive and give birth. And you will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. You know, it's hard to read those words, this side of things, and read them with fresh eyes and fresh mind and heart. I was reminded of this this week that <coughs> The Jewish people, they, they read that passage in their mindset. This really, they figured, must be symbolic because how in the world could God possibly come into the world as a human? That, that made no sense. You know, in Eastern religions, they kind of think of God dwelling in all things and the, the worship of everything. And, and, but not so much in, in Judaism where... God's word or his name couldn't even be spoken. The name Yahweh would not even be spoken because it was too holy, too, too set apart. And, and the thought that a virgin would conceive and give birth and God would come as a human, that really didn't make sense. Certainly the hope for a prophet from God was strong and the hope that someone would come to rescue them, redeem them, bring salvation, bring a, a new political climate, a, a hope for change, a hope that things would turn. But the thought that God would come near enough that he could be touched, that he could be heard in an intimate way, that certainly he could be held in a baby, well, that certainly could only be symbolic. Talk about anticipation. What if you're Joseph? And you find out that the woman that you've pledged your life to, that you are in the process of, of building plans and celebrating dreams of what is to come, and then you find out a 
according to any human reason, she has been unfaithful to you. Talk about anticipation and disappointment. <coughs> Matthew tells us that Joseph finds out that she is with child and his immediate thought as a righteous man, as a Jew, he knew what he needed to do because this child was not, a, not his. Yes, they were legally binding in, the, in their proposal and their uh, being engaged, as it were, betrothed. And, and in their culture, it was very different because today engagements sometimes are broken off. And there's no legal ramifications of that. Uh, that happens later with the marriage contract and the marriage license and, and binding with the state. And, 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 but when Jesus came into this world... Joseph and Mary, they were engaged, and in that culture, they would need to go through a legal process to end that relationship, and Joseph felt there was no other course in this than to divorce her. We often just kind of gloss that over because we want Christmas to be happy, but that was a very difficult, hard, pain-filled moment for Joseph to realize the implications of this, how she had been unfaithful to him. Talk about broken expectations and anticipations. He was anticipating nothing but pain to be the road ahead. And then an angel shows up. A lot of times we think of the angels showing up to the shepherds on that Christmas night, or we think of the angel visiting Mary and announcing to her but here an angel shows up to Joseph in a dream and tells him to not be afraid to take Mary home as his wife. That incredible promise that what is conceived in her is of God. That this is the answer to a promise among many in the Old Testament of a day that God would change and make a new reality. That he would change where we sit in our circumstances and our brokenness. And the amazing thing in this is that God comes in the midst of that brokenness. The anticipation of hopes for their future. And God says exactly in that moment, Joseph, in this pain right now, where you're thinking she's been unfaithful, we're here to tell you, you are you're thinking wrong. God is doing this. God is bringing about a miracle, a promise that has been kept. And now you can anticipate that this child, this child is going to redeem the world. This child, Emmanuel, God with us, you're going to name him Jesus, Yeshua, the God who saves. And he's going to do exactly that. Now Joseph takes her as his wife. And, and we like to say, ah, oh, now everything's great. Everything's wonderful. Anticipation of what's happening and waiting on the baby shower and, and all the excitement. That, no, I, I doubt it. I mean, can you imagine explaining this to your, your cousin Bob? Oh, yeah. She's really having a baby and it's a Holy Spirit that did that. Ah, <laughs> Interesting. How do you explain that to the people in the community that are gossiping about you? That are talking about, well, whose baby is it? If it's not Joseph's, who could it be? Because Nazareth is a small town. I, just thought of, I grew up in Lester Prairie, Minnesota, a town of a thousand people. 
And I remember during college, I visited home one time just over the weekend, went to church with my family, went back to school in, in River Forest, Illinois. And the next week, my dad sent me the newspaper, the Lester Prairie Journal, and it, there was a little article in the journal that said, Mark Schwichtenberg was home from college and visited his family this weekend. <laughs> in the paper? <laughs> really? You know, imagine what they were saying. Imagine the shame or the, the outcasting that people put on Mary and Joseph. This was not an easy path. Even though they were told and they knew with certainty the promise that God had given. God enters this broken world in the midst of brokenness, in the midst of struggle, in the midst of pain. What are you anticipating these days? What are your doubts? What are your fears? What are your questions? What are your regrets? What is it that you are anticipating this Christmas? Could it be that our God, God Emmanuel, God with us, completely understands? And not only knows, but has come to be the object of our meditation, to be the one who takes our mind and our hearts off of feeling sorry for ourselves and our circumstances and making that an idol and a God unto itself. Could it be our God comes into this broken world in the midst of brokenness to simply regain our focus so that we would know we aren't alone here? And the anticipation of what his love brings, an unexpected peace, an unexpected joy, an unexpected promise that we matter to him. And he loves us. And that he has plans for our future to anticipate with a joy that goes beyond the circumstances and situations of this world. And a God who promises us eternity. And it all comes in such a humble way. Oh, we have a lot to anticipate these days. Our God has come. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we pray you prepare our hearts. We pray that you continue to focus our minds and souls on you. In the midst of so many distractions and so many doubts, fears and pains and struggles. On top of that, Lord, all the distractions of this season of commercialism and busyness and hurriedness that can distract us from really what it's all about. We pray that as a God who keeps his promises, who does the unexpected, a God who comes among us to fulfill the greatest anticipation that could ever be in a relationship with you, Lord, thank you for coming near to us. Thank you for being Emmanuel. Thank you for being Jesus who comes to save us from our sins. We praise you for that as we anticipate a celebration unlike any other celebration in this world. Because it's about you, Jesus. And we praise you for it. In your name, amen.